we're just going to pound Singletary and uh, Damian Pierce, who is a cum rag. Damian Pierce is Also talking about change. Did you guys see uh, Erica is leaving Barstool? Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't really know what she's... I think that probably had more to do with like Dave buying it back. And they're not like probably growing anymore. Yeah. I've Yeah, probably. That's my it's thought. definitely not. So yeah, like, I think yeah. Portnoy made it clear when he bought it back. He was like, we're just trying to like keep the lights on. Yeah. Like keep making good content. He's trying to have fun. Like, yeah. That's what it seems That's kind of like. sick. Yeah. I mean, obviously making money is cool, but like yeah. just to be able to like, yeah, I have a $500 million company and I'm just having fun with. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of I feel like it was probably time for her to go. She, the way she like gave that video was very like, we did X, Y, and Z and it just really doesn't seem like it makes sense for me to really be here anymore. Just fair. I don't know. I bet it was a, I bet it was a pretty mutual agreement. I bet she's like, mm-hmm. I can't do much more. They'd probably like, they, they're usually raw enough that they would be like, this is what happened. This is where we disagreed. But you never know. Like the whole Trump thing, when he interviewed Trump, like Big Cat was very vocal about how pissed he was about yeah, that. Yeah, that, oh, really? that was like big time lib cat though. Like, oh, what, yeah. What was, he had no reason to be His whole thing was like, like, they we they just sold the pen him. and like they told me that I was supposed to be a part of these big decisions. Yeah. Dave was just like, Dude, I got offered to fucking interview the president. What do you <laughs> the think president, no matter do? like yeah, Democrat or Republican, video, yeah. like you're gonna yeah, you're gonna do you're gonna that. take that opportunity. Oh yeah, I, thought I forgot how pissed Big Cat got. He got that. that was crazy, like on air and really? shit. Yeah, I mean, oh, respect yeah. dude, it. it was a big thing. That was yeah. before I was like a big Barstool fan. So. No, honestly, dude, that might. Well, I guess it did because Trump was still president, so it had to have been at least four years ago. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, you didn't really get into it until someone. Yeah, that's good. Why would you be mad about someone interviewing the president of the United States? Yeah, like, I don't like Biden, but that'd be fucking right. Yeah, I would interview content. Biden in a yeah, yeah. Like, suck it. Yeah, I would shit myself, but I would do it. <laughs> he probably would too. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. That was good. <laughs> All right. Well, for the listeners, if you just joined us, we got a good one today. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Season three, episode three. Of Season Psych- three? Uh, you haven't <laughs> been listening, have no, you? No, <laughs> I listened to uh, to Ian's, but I wasn't paying attention to like, yeah. episode numbers. We so. kind of just, like, New Year, I was like, fuck it, season three. Yeah. We kind of took call. two weeks off on accident. So Accidentally like, on purpose. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was just a holiday. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, we were tired. We've gotten past this. It's fair. But either way, yeah, we're in season three. Word. So, with that being said... We're, uh, we're shifting up. I kind of mentioned this in the last couple episodes, but we're shifting up kind of how we're shaping the episode. So we'll stick with the OGBSCs two ways, which is just Max and I. We'll still have like random guests on, um, whether they're like brain salads or what do we call the other one? Nonsense nests. Yeah. Um, but instead of the sick movie reviews, instead of giving you guys homework, we're going to teach a little bit with the, uh, these episodes are going to be called the weasel cave. <laughs> Which oh, okay. Game. I came up with this that. Is the first time hearing of this. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> familiar voice. The, decision. the weasel den. I was t- the I weasel was, den is no, no, my. No, it's is the my, weasel den. It's the weasel den. That's my home. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's what Megan. And I, I literally googled what is. I don't. What know is what. a weasel's habitat? And it was like, how do weasels build dens? I thought a weasel den sounded yeah more. Yeah, the weasel den. Natural. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, we'll call these the weasel dens. All right. Um, but you'll hear a familiar voice that is said weasel. That being said, <laughs> okay. So 
before we get started, thank you everybody for listening. Um, we'll have some announcements at the end of this too, so stick with us. But if you haven't already, follow and rate us on Spotify and Apple. Um, follow us on Bedside Conies on Instagram at Bedside Conies. Look out for a merch drop today when you're listening to this. We have a t-shirt ready. Um, basically how we're going to do it, I'll explain it a little bit more in detail, is like just let me know your orders and then I'm going to kind of do it how you did it with the weasel t-shirts where I'm going to order in bulk and then mm. we'll figure out how to get them to you. But um, if you haven't already, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your coworkers, acquaintances, tell your dogs, your cats, your weasels about BSC. And make sure you tell them to like and subscribe and also follow the Instagram. But if you haven't already, if you have questions, feedback, unanswerable questions, or answers to unanswerable questions, let us know. But like I said before, today we have our very first inaugural BSC Weasel Den with the weasel himself. So we're, we're going to talk some ball, but I was texting Shooter earlier today, and I think this is good for the listeners. So we're f- five days out from... We're recording this on Tuesday. The first mm-hmm. games of the weekend are on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So this is good to know. I didn't realize, like, I don't know how early you usually get in on lines, but mm-hmm. we're going to kind of walk through all four games, look at the lines, and kind of what Shooter's thought process is when he's looking at gambling spreads, props, I mean, all that good stuff. So we'll all start right. with Saturday's game is Texans at Ravens. I thought it was fucking nuts. I actually saw... I think this one varies a little bit. Um, I saw on DraftKings this morning, it was nine and a half Mm -hmm. towards the Ravens. I think I saw nine maybe a little bit later. And then the over-under is 45 and a half, which I thought was kind of low. But either way. And then Moneyline is minus 425 for the Ravens and plus 330 for the Texans, which... Do you want to... Yeah. Do you want to briefly talk through those terms, those gambling terms? Max, you're allowed to ask stupid questions. Maybe for me personally, because yeah. I literally never gambled and or talked about gambling. But I, we also have a ton of listeners who also have never gambled. Like yeah. I'm thinking Lauren's going to listen to this and have no idea what the fuck we're saying. And that's probably a lot of people. People right. are interested in that. So like, yeah. sure. what are the, what's over under mean? What's the money line? Just like very brief <laughs> one to two sentence. Yeah, so each. money line being if... Uh, if a team is plus 300 on the money line, plus denotes an underdog, minus denotes a favorite. Say if they're plus 300, you bet 100 on them, you win 300 if they win outright. Um, and then over under, that's like Vegas sets the line on how many total points will be scored in the game. Uh, so in the NFL, typically those could be anywhere from high 30s to low 50s normally. Um, An aggregated score, the two teams combined. Yep, two yep. teams combined. Yep. It's a good question. Yep. And that's where you'll see a lot of the shift. Like typically totals will move a little bit more than point spreads throughout the week. Um, Why is that? uh, More variation. Um, It's a higher number. So Mm -hmm. more variance, right? Like you're not going to, because typically a game will open, I don't know, with a two and a half point favorite. That that line isn't going to shift a whole lot. Okay. More than one or two points in either direction versus a total. Like a great example was this past weekend, the Bills and the Steelers. That line opened at 42.5, their total. So they're saying the two teams combined on, a, on an average game between the two would combine for about 42.5 points. 
Well, then the weather report comes out last week mm. of there's supposed to be this blizzard in Buffalo, crazy winds, all this stuff. I bet the line under 42 and a half right when it opened. At one point, that line dropped all the way down to 33, Ooh. which was the lowest total in the history of a playoff game. Um, which is good for you because you got that line. Great for me. That line great so for high. Me. And then what happens, they go ahead and they postpone the game a day. So <laughs> the weather report totally changes. The total immediately bumps back up five points to 38. I'm still feeling pretty good because I got four and a half points of value there. What happens? The, the team's getting a shootout. So I, yeah. I lose my bet. I'm feeling pretty good with my ticket going into that game. I'm like, I got in on this early. And my bet wasn't even close. The weasel did not give a fuck about the people of Buffalo not being able to get to that game. No, absolutely (laughs) not. And I don't think the greater American public really cared either. We all wanted to see that game in a foot of snow. Dude, the the videos, though, of like them, like the camera shots that would have been on TV, I don't think we would have even been able to see the game. It was straight up blizzard in a tornado, basically. Yeah, that shit was nuts. But yeah, that's that's a good explanation of kind of how the how the well, this is the other thing that we talked about. I think maybe the first episode you came on, I was very confused about how like okay, so DraftKings will take for instance because I I looked at their lines today. They post opening lines, spreads, over unders, and then basically the public starts betting on all Mm -hmm. those. And then algorithms essentially set, like, if people are just hammering, say, the bills, mm-hmm. the bills spread, it's eventually going to trickle towards... Move in favor of the bills. Exactly. Yep. So that'd be more... So it's like stocks, pretty much. It yeah, is. pretty much. I think yeah. we talked about that and last time. And basically, time, but, yeah. books will... They'll set opening lines, and the opening lines will be a lot more dialed in in a huge market, like the NFL. Yeah. Um, but they'll set opening lines early in the week with low limits, meaning that hey, here's our number through Tuesday or Wednesday. You can't bet more than, I don't know, a lot of shops would be like two grand or really? five grand on a cider total for like the pros. Obviously, I'm not throwing down anything near that. No. Yeah, but like the pro, the pro bettors out in Vegas, um, there will be limits on the opening lines because the books haven't really adjusted them just yet. And they're really throwing the opening lines out there like chum in the water as like bait for the pros to come in, snatch them up. So the books can kind of gather that intel and then adjust the lines accordingly. Okay. So by the time they increase the limits and more of the public is getting in on the bet, it's a much more efficient number. (laughs) So they're, yeah, because they're probably not making money off the pros, but the pros know, the pros know the The pros have their own systems. They have their own systems, their own information, but then they're making money on all the people who are coming in behind them. Yeah. So where a lot of the pros make their money is they got their own rating systems and power rankings and everything that they're constantly adjusting throughout the season because it's their job. Whereas, you know, I I think I heard recently there's, I think, a few hundred uh, professional bettors in Vegas, like professional sports bettors, who they have their own systems and numbers and everything. And basically they'll sit there and wait for a book like Circa or one of the big ones in Vegas who's first to post those opening lines. And as soon as those numbers are up, they compare them to what they have in their spreadsheet and they just hammer them. Um, So they're like, I already have the number. I know what the number should be according to my rankings. Once the book posts that, post their lines, I can act accordingly. And then those numbers will kind of shift throughout the week. Dude, this is exactly like stocks because the the government will put out these different measures that a bunch of banks and shit will estimate with their own algorithms. And then when the government comes out, 
people make a shit ton of money or lose a shit ton, shit yeah. ton of money. That's wild. Yeah, it's the same type of deal. Um, so by the time you know Joe Schmo goes to bet on a game Sunday morning, an hour yeah. before kickoff, like <laughs> uh, pretty much all the value has been squeezed out of that number by the pros and the guys who are getting in on it early in the week. Wow. Now, for the sake of like today's discussion, right? We're talking about the divisional games taking place Saturday and Sunday. We're recording this on Tuesday. Well, Het texted, you know, the lines and everything. And, um, you know, he suggests we talk through player props and everything. Um, basically this early in the week, you're only going to find sides and totals sides, meaning like team a is favored by four points over team B totals again, sure. being like over under 45 points scored in the game. Yeah. Um, you're pretty much only going to find numbers for those this early in the week. Player props aren't usually put into or available on sports books until like midweek typically. Why is that? I don't really know why that is. I think it's one of those things like the book needs to take a little bit more time to calculate injury those reports. And, yeah, injury reports, right like yeah. gathering more intel and yeah. things like that. Um, props is where a lot of people are making money these days because there's so many lines available out there. There's more opportunity to find bad numbers. Yeah. Um, but it's tough. Like, you know, with the NFL, there's so many different things you can bet on. Like yeah. it is a process to like go through all of the options and try to pick out like where you feel like you have an edge that week. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That shit's nuts. I mean, when you guys come up with these fucking, I was just sitting talking to Dan on Sunday. He had that, he had some parlay. I think it was seven legs. Yeah. He had a big one that he missed by one leg. And Josh, yeah. Josh Allen scored that fucking 52 yeah. yard rushing TD. When he scored that, I immediately was like, Oh my God, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, yeah, Kyron, Kyron, Kyron screwed all of us. I think me, Dan, all the boys were on you Kyron were on one that. way or another. And, yeah, uh, yeah lo- lost because he didn't score, um, which is the first time in a while. I think since he got back from injury that he didn't score. Yeah. Um, I feel like tough, the anytime but... touchdown scorer is a big one I hear about pretty often in the NFL. Like yeah, everybody... it's a, I mean, it's the most fun. It's the most fun. Because you're rooting for touchdowns. That you, yeah, yeah. That you can put together. Yeah, rooting for somebody know. to score a touchdown. It's, it almost is like, it's very similar to fantasy because that's pretty much all you're rooting for in fantasy too. Yeah. But that's like, wasn't there at one point this year where like Chris McCaffrey was minus. Oh yeah, dude. He was like minus 400 <laughs> uh, to score a touchdown, which means he has mean he really good 400 to win a hundred. Oh which fuck. For that on a, like normally guy, like there's typically only a handful of guys each week who will even be like minus odds to score. Meaning you'd have to bet more to get, on, yeah, bet more than you would make yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for a guy in the NFL to be like minus 400 in a game is ridiculous. That's, awesome. like that's <laughs> yeah. But he scored in what? I think like 18 in a row, something like that. Yeah, and I, almost, I had him on my team and I literally almost lost the league. <laughs> <laughs> that's how bad I was. Yeah. All right. So let's dive in. Try to spend about 10 ish minutes on each game, roughly. Oh, I don't think we'll need that long. Okay, cool. So first game, I think it's crazy that. The Ravens are nine and a half point favorites. I mean, a lot of these lines are big. Fucking mm-hmm. the 49ers are 10 point favorites. But regardless, I know they're in Baltimore, but I think the Ravens being on basically a two week bye. I don't know. I say that, but like the NFL is one of those where they can, they need as much time as possible to fucking get healthy. Yeah. Cause everyone's hurt right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So some of the, these games are going to be tough this week. Um, Nine and a half is a lot of points. I'm with for, you. I, I thought the same thing 
initially, and again, I'm not, I'm not a pro better by any stretch of the imagination. So I don't have my own rating systems. I don't develop my own numbers or anything like that. You just watch but football. If, if you, like <laughs> when I went to check the opening lines, I was expecting to see that number around seven. That's what I, I was thought thinking. it would land right around a touchdown with the Ravens being the favorite. Mm-hmm. I was surprised to see nine and a half. And that was one that I was considering like betting right away. But I was listening to um, a couple different podcasts today of, you know, pro bettors talking through their thought process, that type of thing. And a couple of the pros that I heard, like putting stuff out there today said before the Texans like whomped the Browns this past weekend, like if you take that data point out of the equation, the Ravens would have been like 11 or 12 point favorites in this game. So like the fact that the Texans looked so good last week, like people have adjusted their numbers on them to bring that spread under 10, yeah, which is kind of crazy to me. Like I, I still feel like at like nine and a half, like I, I haven't bet it yet, but I'm leaning Texans there. Especially if you talk about Lamar's track record in the postseason, yeah. he's a totally different player in the playoffs. He is. He shells up. He, he just doesn't look right. Like yeah. he doesn't look like Lamar when they get to the playoffs. That's the big thing. I know the Eagles got fucking whomped last night, but that was my whole thing with that game was I was like, I don't know, man, the, the NFL is probably more than any other sport, maybe baseball, where, like, once the playoffs start, it is completely different. Yeah. Like, I know dudes say that it's not, but, like, I don't care what you say. It's a whole different Yeah. Place. Look at fucking Dak. He sucks when the playoffs yeah, start. Yeah, he's horrible. Sometimes the lights are too bright for a Sometimes guy like that. Sometimes the lights are too bright. <laughs> but one thing that was interesting in that uh, Ravens-Texans game, so that total opened up over 45 at 45 and a half. Yeah. Uh, weather report doesn't look great now. So that's another thing that has me worried for the Texans. Apparently it's like 17 to 18 mile an hour sustained winds for kickoff right now, which again, we're four or five days out that Mm -hmm. could change drastically. Look how that worked out for me with the bill Steelers game that I had nine points of value on and didn't win the bet. True. Um, things can change quickly, but um, that line was at 45 and a half this morning. I just checked. It's down to like 42 and a half, 43 and a half some places. Really? Um, and I think a game like that, if it is windy, if it's bad weather, you'd have to think that favors the Ravens Yeah. with yeah. that run game. I mean, yeah. the Texans just want to air it out. Yeah. And sure. I mean, Stroud is, he has looked legit, obviously. Um, can which, I can't question? say I was surprised. I've always been not the been, guy, right? Been big on CJ Stroud. <laughs> <laughs> was was we he the one? Was he the one when we were in Woody's basement? This is literally what we're yep. referencing. Yeah. Yep, yep. So yeah, for yeah. the listeners, CJ Stroud's very first college football game. Yeah. We were at a local Ohio State bar here in Chicago with one said weasel <laughs> before he was the weasel and <laughs> we're sitting in the basement watching this game well, against I think I was I think I still had the account at that point. You might have been a weasel yeah, at that point. I think I've been running it for three or four years. Okay. At least. But fucking the whole game I don't know if it was even close, but they were playing Minnesota. Yeah. Oh it was <laughs> close. They were losing at half. Okay. Yeah. But the whole time Shooter is just fucking dogging C.J. Stroud. He's not. He's the not the guy. guy. He's he going up to like random shit. dudes in the bar. He's not the fucking guy. I'm like, shooter. This man has played one <laughs> half of and college And you know what? Football. That take did age well because he was not the guy at Ohio State. What is C.J. Stroud's legacy at Ohio State? 0-2 versus Michigan. No Big Ten championships. No playoff wins. He won a. Oh no, you're right. No, nope. sorry. Moral victory against Georgia. That was great. I mean, that got him drafted number two. <laughs> yeah, 
Which, and deservedly so. I mean, he's he's always had insane arm talent. Oh, dude, he can throw off he's, his fucking... He's a surgeon with his ball yeah. placement. Like, he is so accurate. He makes it look effortless when he's back there. But it's more of like what, what drove me crazy about him at Ohio State was just the lack of intangibles. The dude had no leadership, <laughs> no leadership so skills whatsoever. Uh, he was horrible in press conferences. He's like, very like would say yeah, the dumbest, most like immature that. stuff. He'd come up with excuses when they lost, like just stuff like that that drove me. And so it's like, dude, you're the quarterback at Ohio State. You need to like go study everything that JT Barrett did off the field and replicate that. Yeah, like that guy was not the JT most Barrett gifted quarterback stunk. by any means, but he won games. He did everything else right, and he won games. Um, meanwhile, C.J. Stroud gets his ass kicked by Michigan, and the first thing he says in the press conference was, well, a lot of our guys were sick this week. We had the flu. <laughs> and, of course, Michigan takes that and runs with it and makes us the laughing stock for a year, and now this has still been going on for three years running with them. So it's, it's stuff like that. Like he's just He was just immature at Ohio State. I do think, like, listening to some of his postgame stuff with the Texans, he has matured a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I think that Demico much is clear. a lot with that, yeah. too, honestly. Yeah, no. I mean, he sounds like a different – different. and, like, granted, I was ragging on him when he was 19 or 20 years old, like, quarterback yeah. at Ohio State. I'd probably be saying similar shit with a microphone in front of my face. But, um, <laughs> yeah, like I, you I, are, I stand by the, the table. Irony. <laughs> yeah. He was not – he was not the guy – at Ohio State, he very much is the guy now. He's okay. the guy. So this kind of leads me into my my question is gambling. Obviously, we're talking a lot about numbers. How much does emotion play into your decisions? If you're question. a C.J. Stroud fan, mm-hmm. Ohio State well, fan, kind of. No, okay, whatever. <laughs> I want him to do well because so of Ohio it helps State. the Ohio State brand. Yeah, And then you absolutely hate Ravens because you're a Bengals yeah. fan. So I don't really let – I don't let – I wouldn't say I really let emotion – come into play with betting except for sometimes I'll I'll take like homer bets with like Ohio State or the Bengals and yeah sometimes I'll tweet those sometimes I don't if it's just like hey I think this is gonna happen whatever bias pick throw a bet on it um I don't I don't do that very often though I would say the most recent like homer pick that I had was um I went pretty big on Bama to beat Michigan just because I was like God, I Fuck fucking hate him. these guys. Like, and I really did. I really did think that Bama was going to take care of business there. So I went pretty big on Bama. It obviously, did not work out in my favor. But that wasn't even one that I like tweeted out. Yeah. Um. So sometimes if it's if it's a bet like that where I and I try to limit it because I don't want emotions or my heart to, you know, get involved with my wallet and like <laughs> yeah, that's fair. you know my bankroll there. But um, sometimes like if I do make like a homer pick, um. A lot of times I, I won't even tweet it. Like well, I'll, I'll try to keep the stuff that I'm putting out there on Twitter like as unbiased as analytical. possible. Yeah. yeah. Will you avoid betting games because of emotion? Like, I don't mm. know, like Kansas City. Like maybe they're like major favorites. Would you avoid betting, oh, no, betting them? No, I don't, I don't really. I I'm kind of bringing that up <laughs> yeah. because I remember I would, that. I don't, think, I don't avoid betting anything. If you can make emotion, money from it, say. you'll make money yeah. from it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But like you won't. I mean, yeah, we. I gave you shit about uh, betting on uh, Pacheco to score on Saturday. I was mostly just giving you shit to give you shit. I'm just a Chiefs hater. Mm-hmm. But, Same. Like, I don't like the Chiefs at all. You wouldn't bet. Like, when we went to the AFC Championship game last year, you didn't have any, like, 
player props or anything on the Chiefs no. in that game, right? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Like that game you just wanted to enjoy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Which is fair. That's the stuff that I get a little annoyed about is like I don't mind people that avoid emotion and gambling. Like if the Chiefs are playing the Dolphins on Saturday, whatever, that's fine. You can bet on that. Yeah, I bet. On, I hate the Chiefs, but I bet the Chiefs because – Yeah. And I got that early in the week. I was like, they're going to become bigger favorites throughout the week. I think the Chiefs are going to win this game. Two, yeah. can't win and minus 30 win chill. For sure. <laughs> so that was just like an analytical, like, I hate the Chiefs, but they're going to win this game, so I might as well make money on it. Yeah. Right. But if I'm out watching a Bengals game against the Ravens on a primetime night, and you guys are rooting for fucking somebody on the Ravens to score, oh, oh that fucking, that gets me okay. hot. No, I, uh, I, if that's maybe the one instance where I would allow emotions to, like, stay off a bet yeah. if it's yeah yeah in in rare instances like yeah maybe if there's a player prop i absolutely love and it's from a team that one of my favorite teams is playing every now and then i'll take it almost like an emotional hedge like i hate the people who are like i like to emotional hedge and i'll bet against my team so yeah, that way if silly. they lose i make money that is the most Wait, loser what? fucking mentality it's crazy people do it max i'm telling That's you people, wild. people will bet against their teams like in big games so that way because they're so emotionally invested, if their team loses, at least they made money off of it. Right. That is insane to me. If anything, I That's do it the crazy. other way around, where I'm like, yeah, yeah. If, if they if they lose in. this game, I'm gonna want to kill myself either way. So I might as well make Spend her lose no money, money while I'm at it too. <laughs> yeah. Like whatever. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would say typically, like I'm not betting props in games where my team is involved, like from the other team rarely i will if it's one that i really like and then you can kind of view that as like well this could hit and they could still win then it's like a you know fair win-win yeah like i don't mind i don't mind if you like bet on the over or something where it's like a combined like the one prop i always see especially in primetime games i think pft does this all the time like over field four and a half overs. field goals <laughs> yeah like that's funny that's cool but yeah when i'm out as a non-gambler i think dan's done this maybe once or twice where he'll like fist pump if like an opposing team's running back scores. I'm like, you motherfucker! <laughs> like, what like he just he doesn't even bring it up to you. He just kind of like, like low key. He's you'll like, see him yeah. like get excited. I'm like, you fucking clown! I hate yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I try. I try to avoid that. I've I've done it on a couple occasions. Yeah. but yeah, I I uh, yeah, I, yeah, I try not to bet against uh, against my teams. It's fair if I can avoid it. So you're leaning. Texans with the points, but I think it's one if you're trying to bet that game, you gotta you gotta wait it out a little bit. Watch the weather. And that's one like again, this is a great example of a, a line where you really have to be minding your P's and Q's with the the info that you're getting because if I looked at that line right now and didn't know anything about the weather or anything else about the game, if I saw that total at forty two and a half, I'd be like hammering the over. Yeah. For sure. But I get that. Those are like those types of variables in the NFL that like they can make really matter in a game like this and uh yeah i think it's one of those like anytime there's weather involved it a a lot of times it's better to just kind of take the wait and see approach because there's so much that can change with that yeah listening to a lot of nfl chatter media whatever you want to call it i feel like those games i always defer and this might be the dad in me my dad always did this when i was a kid but to me, it's always like if there's weather and you got to run the ball, who's got the better fucking O line and who's got the better D line? Yeah. It's the trenches. And honestly, 
the Ravens probably. I don't know. The Texans' O-line's really good. Sometimes it is that simple, though. It like, is, yeah. I, I if you can get a push sort of up stuff front, a lot, yeah, you're going to win. I'm going to take the more physical team with a better run game. Like, yeah. More often than not, it's going to hit. There's no exact science in, in betting. If you're hitting... If you're hitting 55% of the bets, you're a pro. Yeah. Like that's like that's the benchmark for pro betters basically. Like if they're if they can stay at or above 55% throughout the course of the year, it's a good year. It's fucking wild. Um so they're like you're losing over 40% of your bets. So it's crazy. You know. Like like last week keep coming back to the Bill Steelers game. Great fucking bet. I felt so good about that going yeah. into the mm-hmm. game and it doesn't matter, you know? Like yeah. cuz all that matters is the result that plays out on the field, and you can't yeah. control that. No, you're talking about a lot of factors: weather, injury, etc. Would you say football is the one sport that has the most factors that goes into yes. betting? Like, if you think about basketball, out of the ones weather, you bet on for sure. Yeah. yeah, especially there being 22 guys, and like I said this earlier, this time of year they're all hurt. Yeah, mm-hmm. all of them, they no might one's not be 100%. injured, but yeah. they're all hurt. I think I saw some stat the other day. It was like seventy-five percent of the, all the starting quarterbacks, like the the starting quarterbacks in game one, were hurt in like game sixteen or something like that. No shit. Yeah, seventy-five. I didn't. I know don't know. It was, know if it was seventy-five. It was really high. Yeah, I mean, this was the year. I think the most teams had. It was similar to that. It was like Backups. the most teams had. A backup mm-hmm. or a third string start a game at yeah. some point that was injury related, not far like and away 18. too. I think yeah, I think there's more like QB games lost to injury among starters than like any other season. Isn't it ironic? It's been a weird, weird NFL year. Yeah, I just think it it kills me that like, and maybe it has been like that in years past, but like it seems like more dudes are getting injured the more the NFL is trying to protect guys. Yeah, that's what you'll hear like Brady talk about a lot. Oh yeah, with like just the kind of. I mean, I think there might be some to the argument. That oh, like I stand. The NFL is becoming that. like a worse product for sure. Like, I mean, Josh I Allen doing the down a lot last of night was dude. Annoying. There is so much bad quarterback play going on it's right bad, now. Yeah, like, there's legit like seven. Tua Tua was the odds-on favorite for the MVP as late as, like, week 12. Dak was... For, like, a month. Dak had it locked up until they got fucking torched. Tua is, like... I mean, he's, like, a top-20 quarterback. <laughs> but, like... <laughs> That's generous. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Like, but that... T- like, Brock Purdy was going to win the award. There's there's not good quarterback play in the league right now. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of... Just- the defenses we talked about this on the last call defenses last, are ahead of offenses right now big time yeah i mean two years ago if you threw tampa two against fucking joe burrow it was like he's seeing fucking ghosts mm-hmm. but yeah i digress okay next game so another huge line packers at 49ers this game's at eight fifteen on saturday eastern seven fifteen central 49ers are 10 point favorites Minus four seventy, and the Packers are plus ten, plus three sixty. So this is a line that's on the move. That was at ten even earlier today. As soon as like early this afternoon, really? I am seeing it as low as Niners minus eight and a half no shit. on so- some books. <laughs> and I will tell you what I'm going to do with that. I am going to tease the ever loving shit out of the 49ers. And when I say teaser, so this is kind of good insight. Yeah. So. Teaser is a special type of bet where basically you pair two or more teams together and you can buy points. So you basically parlay two teams together, two or more teams together, 
and buy points in their matchups. So when I say buy points, like the Niners being eight and a half point favorites right now, I could pair them up with another team, do a six point teaser where I'd take the Niners down from eight and a half to minus two and a half. And then I could do the flip side, say there's another team I want to pair them with that's a four and a half point underdog. I buy those six points and I get them up to a 10 and a half point underdog. Um, So there's teaser opportunities out there where basically you combine those multiple teams, you buy the points, the odds will vary based off of like how many points you're buying, how many teams you're putting in that teaser. Um, But that's where I made a probably about a quarter to a third of my money on the NFL last year was just betting the signature weasel teasers. Uh, if anyone's ever seen me tweet those out, weasel Follow teaser, weasel picks TM just trademarked. <laughs> um, so I made a ton of money off those last year. This year it's been brutal. Really? Yeah. They've been, they've been killing me like the back half of the season. I actually, I'll never forgive the Cowboys for losing to the Packers this past weekend. Cause I did a mega wildcard teaser where I put all six teams into it. Plus four fifty. <laughs> you hit it. And the Cowboys were the only ones that didn't hit. And that ended up being a 45 unit swing for me. Oh um, God, which hurt, but that's kind of been the story of the season. I've had so many just like close misses, like one leg losses on teasers and touchdown score parlays and, what have you. So it's been that kind of a year. Um, so it's been frustrating, but got to just trust the process. Keep, keep grinding for the love of the game. But yeah, anytime, anytime I see numbers like that, if it's, uh, the lines that I love to tease are favorites between seven and a half and nine and a half points and underdogs just under a field goal. Um, so if you get a team who's say an eight and a half point favorite, it's really hard to bet them to cover eight and a half straight up because you need them to win by 10, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You need them to win by two scores. If you tease them, you can take that eight and a half down to minus two and a half, and now all they got to do is win by a field goal. Um, fun fact, in the NFL, 10% of NFL games historically have ended with the favorite winning by exactly three. Um, so what? basically, if, you, if you're betting a favorite to cover minus two and a half, um, you're going to win that bet 55% of the time compared to if you bet that favorite minus three and a half, you're going to only win it 45% of the time. Yeah. So three is like the most important number in the NFL. That's why I love using teasers to get numbers across three. Yeah. Uh, you would call three and seven. Those are like the quote unquote key numbers in the yeah. NFL. Cause yeah. most likely outcomes are there. The game's going to end with one team winning by three, winning by seven. Yep. Um, more often than not, obviously you get some crazy scores out there, but but yeah, anytime I see a favorite that I really like that's between seven and a half and nine and a half, that's a great teaser opportunity because you can pull that line past seven and past three. Same thing for underdogs. If they're, say, like a point and a half or two and a half point underdog, you put them in a teaser by six points. Now, all of a sudden, you get them past three and past seven. So now all they got to do is keep it as a one score game and you win that bet. Yeah. I'd like to know the stats just in total of NFL games that are one score games. It's gotta be more than like, Oh dude, it's like two thirds. It's crazy. Yeah. It's great. Like well over half NFL games end in one score. I mean, it is the most, uh, what's the word they always use with college football where they're trying to get teams to be more similar. You know what I'm talking about? Parody. Yeah. They're yeah. The NFL has the most parody probably. For sure. Well, they're all pros at the end of the day. And yeah. Um, yeah, that's, uh, because, because of that fact, because the majority of NFL games end in a one score game, one of the most profitable bets that you can make as a better is called a Wong teaser. It's named after this old 
old pro better some some guy named Wong. <laughs> Good save, shoot. Yeah, Good probably, save. Some, some, some gentleman like, named Wong. Yeah. I'm sure he was Asian. <laughs> really? Probably. Yeah. Oh. But he base it's it's named after him, and all it is is betting teasing a short underdog up past a touchdown. So what I just talked about, like if you have a team that's they're an underdog, but not past the three, you put them in a teaser and now all of a sudden they just have to keep it as a one score game and you win that bet. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are, that's like one of my favorite bets to make is those Wong teasers, like taking short underdogs that I like to win outright. If I say, I feel like they got a good chance to win outright. If I can throw them in a teaser and now all of a sudden they don't need to win. They just need to not get blown out. You, yeah, you feel great about that. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, that's that's the craziest thing about the wild card weekend was there was literally only one good game. The wild card weekend sucked, it dude. Did. That was like the most uneventful yeah. weekend of NFL playoff football I can remember. I mean, I had a that blast wasn't good. watching the Texans beat the tits. Out yeah, of that the was Browns, great. But also the Cowboys game was kind of fun. That too. was great. I always like, but uh, watching the Cowboys suck. But yeah, with. Uh, Packers Niners that's one I I like the Packers um I'm surprised that that line moved as much as it did in favor of or excuse me did I say I like the Packers you did yeah you did I like the Niners sorry yeah (laughs) caught myself there I like the Niners I'm surprised that that line moved in favor of the Packers honestly but now that it is that is definitely a teaser opportunity I'll be looking into to get the Niners down to that two and a half point range where I just need them to win by a field goal yeah you think love is the guy for the Packers yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't before this year. But where did yeah, he come I've from? Been proven wrong. Uh, Utah State. Whoa. He's been on the bench for two years. Oh, more than that. wow, three, three or four. Yeah, is he's he under a while? Uh, probably. Yeah, that's crazy. So he got to play under Aaron for yeah. a while. Yep, which probably helps the Packer way. Yeah, yeah. no, they've, they, they, they've got it all figured out, man. They've got that. But I saw a tweet that was kind of funny. It was like. Imagine how low the bar is for Jordan Love. He just needs to not defraud taxpayers in the state welfare program and not <laughs> and not give in to like crazy conspiracy theories and estrange his family and he'll he'll be fine in Green Bay. Yeah, that's true. I mean, their last two quarterbacks, boy, they could sling it, but motherfucker, they are not liked. <laughs> that is no. That's a Brett Favre is like a genuinely awful guy. Yeah. The Rodgers well, thing, like, he's just annoying. Yeah. But yeah. Favre is a bad person. Favre was loved for a while, though, right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I dude. feel like my dad. Because of the way he played yeah. and, like, his good old boy. Guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody thought he was such a genuine guy. Like, he's is he from Mississippi? Yeah. That's why he, his And then he goes. took all that money from the state. If you didn't hear about it, Brett Favre is in major hot water right now because he was basically diverting money away from the state of Mississippi's welfare fund. So for the poorest people in the poorest state of America, he was diverting funds away from them into trying to get a new women's volleyball arena built at Southern Miss where his daughter is on the team. Wow. (laughs) And he was like, they have like so much proof of him on this, like of him texting and emailing people being like, like it basically admitting that he knows he knew it was illegal and continuing to do it. Like he's, he's not a good guy. Did his daughter release a statement? Oh, I don't know. Uh, and then there's the, wait, there's, didn't he also send a dick pic? Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, um, that's just funny though. Yeah. It's just guys being dudes. He said, he sent it to, he sent it to a jets like beat reporter. Um, what? and what? yeah. And all I got to say was I not that impressive. Any, oh, you saw it. Any, yeah. okay. Everybody Honestly, saw it. Yeah. Oh, I haven't. I'm, you can Google it. I think, it. I think I'm just not about to. any one of us can confidently say that we're hung like Brett Favre. So. 
<laughs> oh my god. Maybe <laughs> maybe better. I'm looking to see what the most recent update is on this controversy. I can uh, yeah, if controversy. you if you just search Brett Favre welfare, you'll see how much he cares about the welfare of of other individuals. <laughs> You're gonna say Brett Favre cock. <laughs> the last thing I see is from like August and October. I don't really know. Oh, he got deposed. Deposed? Is that the right word? Yeah. Price, if you're listening, I think it's deposed. Um, oh, it got rescheduled. This is from October to December. I don't know what happened in December. Anyways, but yeah, not a good guy. Um, also, speaking of the the Packers, and maybe I just don't consume a lot of... We're, we're around a lot of Packers fans, though. Mm-hmm. I don't think people give enough credit to Matt LaFleur. I think he is like a top yeah, five he's head good. coach. He's really good. He's an unbelievable head coach. Especially the turnaround that they had there. Like They were dog shit at the beginning of the year yeah now they've rattled off seven out of nine wins i believe he's an unbelievable Um, play caller you do get a little bit of vibes from the packers and texans both of the Bengals two years ago yeah where they're both like at all the skill positions they're so young Mm -hmm. like yeah like young emerging stars everywhere who they get to the playoffs and it's the big stage and it doesn't really affect them because they don't know what they don't know yeah like they're too dumb to be affected by it. Just another game to another yeah. Game, yeah. Yeah. Like that. I'm, I'm getting very similar vibes from like Texans and Packers, both from that, of that Bengals team. Two I years agree with ago. you, but with probably better coaching. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> def. Well, no, the Texans. No, I'm not, I'm not like that. You're not big on that, D'Amico? that high on D'Amico. Really? I think it's taken them too long to like take the, take the leash off Stroud. He should be throwing more. Even that game against like the Colts that they won to get into the playoffs, like it came right down to the wire. I think Stroud only threw the ball like twenty six times in that game. Really? Like, yeah, they were like, we're just gonna pound Singletary and uh, Damian Pierce, who is a cum rag. Damian Pierce is horrible. I did not know that's what you were gonna say. <laughs> so. They're like, we're going to establish a run with Devin Singletary and Damian Pierce instead of letting our young prodigy quarterback carry us. And I think, like, now they're coming around to the idea that, like, you got to let a guy like Stroud just go. Like, let him go win you the game. Yeah. I I mean, D'Amico's a defensive head coach, but obviously the the game plan comes from him still. But who is their O coordinator? Uh, God, I'm – why am I drawing a blank on his name? It's his first year as coordinator. Uh Oh. Um, but he's, he's become like kind of a hot name in the head coaching circle for next year now. Um, but he's another guy too, that I'm like, I need, I wouldn't feel great about going and giving him a head coaching. It's his first year calling plays in the NFL. And again, the Texans really didn't have that shit figured out until just recently with Stroud. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, TBD on on that guy but one other note on packers um niners before we move on on that one also another potential weather game to note apparently it's going to be kind of shitty in santa clara when maybe some rain um that was a total that i wanted to bet the over on right now it's at like 15 and a half 51 too high for me uh i'm gonna wait and see if we can get it down to like 49 and then i'll probably pull the trigger on it but my angle on that one, I would say, like, looking to tease the Packers now that they're under 10, and I'm keeping an eye on the total. I want to bet the over, but I want to see if I can get a better number on it. That's fair. I was going to say, I saw it at 49 and a half this morning, but... Yeah, it's it's back up over 50 now, okay. which is tough. That's a lot of points. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Bucks-Lions. This is one... I don't know if I was surprised 
So this game's Sunday at three. Also, I'm pumped about the schedule this weekend. The Sunday night game, Chiefs Bills, is at five thirty Central, which is <laughs> awesome. Five, Central is elite, goaded. So sports. I'm seeing, I'm seeing some crazy numbers right now. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're uh, gonna differ. Put a pin in uh, Chiefs Bills, but um, okay. we can breeze through Bucks Lions because I don't think it's all that exciting. I'm seeing Bucks plus six and a half right now. I will be on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I saw. Oh, really? Um, I will be. Yeah. Six and a half. I think that's a great number. I think that line should probably be close to like four or five. Okay. A lot of games in the NFL close at six or finish six, six point margin. Um, I like the Bucks in that spot. Um, it's a bit of a rest. It's a one day rest disadvantage, which is tough. Yeah. Um, and a quick turnaround. Like the Bucks have to go from Tampa Bay up to Detroit. The Lions are staying put. But I do think there is something to. Um, bit of a hangover for the lions potentially like they just won i don't the Super Bowl. i have no doubt that dan campbell will have them ready to go but there absolutely is like a, a tangible effect of winning in front of your home crowd in a playoff game for the first time in over 30 years that that could absolutely like have a lingering effect on them this week yeah um and i think that's a lot of what nfl betting is is like looking for different like situational spots with like rest advantages or motivational impacts and things like that and obviously like that shouldn't really come into play much in the playoffs whatsoever but like that's a spot for me where i i am looking for a bit of a a bit of a letdown spot on the lions i think six and a half is too many points okay i want the lions to win the super bowl so do i i don't i'm think, all i don't for, because i'm all in on the Lions because right they're michigan i like fans. them but yeah there's so much overlap with lions yeah. and michigan fans i'm just gonna keep that separate no, yeah. I'm, with, I'm with you on that. Yeah. They, I love the hell. idea of the Lions. But Lions are the only team right now that I'm like, actually, I'm not a fan of the Lions. I never have been, but right now I want them to win. Yeah. Um, two counter arguments to Shooter's point about the uh, the motivational factor. Number one, Joe Burrow and the Bengals broke a huge streak, and then we went to the Super Bowl. Also, and I don't know how much this has to do with it. This is more kind of a question for you, but do you think it matters that Jared Goff has already been to a Super Bowl? Yeah, it matters. Yeah, yeah that type experience of experience for sure. for sure. I mean, he has very clearly like Elite. established himself as the leader mm-hmm. of that team, yeah. and I think he'll do a good job along with Dan yeah. Campbell of being like keeping I people think, calm, I think the, focus. Here, I think yeah. the Lions win that game. I think it'll be like a very tough environment to play in. I just think six and a half is too many points. Comes back to an old adage um, that I say all the time: you gotta bet, gotta bet numbers, not teams. So whether or not you, I don't think the Bucks will win that game outright. I just think six and a half is a lot. Too many. Points. I think the Lions D, yeah, it has holes all over the field. I think Baker looked really damn good against maybe the worst defense in the league in the Eagles last night, uh, which is crazy that that happened so <laughs> yeah. quickly. What? But, like, what the hell happened to them? Yeah. But um, they got to get Yeah, I, I think Baker looked a lot healthier than he has. Like he was and limping he was hurt. down the stretch. Yeah, he looked good last he did. night though. Yeah. Um, and like they, Mike Evans dropped like two balls. Yeah, I thought the the Bucks D looked tough too. Yeah. Um, I think they play really and, well at home though. I yeah, think that's but a, I mean, yeah, they were also. I mean, they were just coming off. It was the Panthers, granted, but came off of, against a, uh, a shutout against the Panthers. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I see. I see the Buccaneers keeping that close. Also, like Baker's such a such a gritty guy. Like. A number like a six and a half like that, like that is one that leaves the door open for a possible backdoor cover. And this is another fun gambling term. Backdoor cover is when it's the game's out of reach, 
but you get a score late to cover the point spread. Mm. So I could very easily see the Bucks being down 12 or 13 points late. And with a minute left, they score a touchdown where the Lions are playing prevent D. They're not really going that hard. And the Bucks are just trying to get back in it. They score a meaningless touchdown that covers that six and a half point spread. Like, I think that's a very real possibility when you have a number like that. So yeah. I like the number six and a half. I think the Lions went out right, but I think it's a close game. I'm arguing against you, but I, and you won't probably like this because he was a Browns and Oklahoma guy that stuck his flag in your in, in center field of Ohio State, but I love Baker. I think he got the mm. shittiest deal in Cleveland. I mean, it, what a funny weekend for Cleveland fans. Oh, like if they, if they <laughs> just win, couldn't have gone worse for them. Yeah. And keep in mind, all of that was also happening the same week that they had to watch Michigan win the national championship. So I was right there in the thick of that yeah. shit with them. But like 80% of Browns fans are also Buckeyes fans too. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's, you get the overlap there. And then not only do they get smoked in their first playoff game in the best season in Browns history for many people our age of their lifetime, at least they get smoked in their first playoff game. It comes at the hands of the team that they gave three first round picks to, to get their known sexual predator quarterback off their hands, (laughs) gave him fully guaranteed money. The guy who was getting outplayed by 38 year old Joe Flacco at the end of the year. It's all about Flacco. And now the Texans have their first round draft pick for next year. So the Browns have no mock drafts to look forward to. Um, on the bright side, Browns fans, you do get Deshaun back under center week one, so that'll be fun. Um, and then after that, on Monday, they have to go and watch Baker smoke the Eagles. Yep. And now he's headed to the second round, and they forced Baker right out of town after he got them their only playoff win in decades. Yeah. So you really can't be down any worse. No. And I mean, I will say I've done a full 180 on Browns fans. Like I, Growing up, I was always like, the Browns are just whatever to me. Yeah, they're, they're just not kind that of bad. Sick. Now they think they are the fucking, the world's greatest gift to earth, and they've never done anything. Yeah. Not to say that the Bengals have won anything either, but we've at least won the division a few times. Jesus Christ. Let's talk Chiefs Bills. Yeah, okay. We're probably, what, 50 minutes in, roughly? 53. Okay. So, this game's Sunday night, 6.30 Eastern, 5.30 Central. Fuck yes. I saw this morning Bills two and a half. Chiefs plus two, or Chiefs are plus 130, Bills are minus 420, sorry, 142, I have dyslexia, and the over-under is 46 and a half, what are you seeing now? So ESPN bet in real time is now showing Chiefs plus three, again, three being the most important number in NFL betting, Yeah, biggest key number you can look for, Um, ESPN bet's the only book out there right now that is showing Chiefs plus three, but that is one I'm probably going to bet here tonight. You're betting the Chiefs um, to cover three. To cover his three-point underdogs. Yeah. Yeah. I like the Chiefs in this spot. Patrick Mahomes, 8-1-1 one, and one against the spread as an underdog. Um, I think anytime you get Mahomes with a plus sign next to his name, that is one where more often than not, if you just blindly bet on him as an underdog, it's going to work in your favor. Um, again, comes down to not betting – not betting teams, but rather betting numbers. I think that's that game is a toss-up. I think that's a pick em for yeah. sure. So give me the team getting three points. Yeah, that's fair. I think sometimes it's that easy. Um, Mahomes I had very, 2-0 very, against the Bills? Uh, With Josh Allen? Well, he, lo- he, he lost, lost this year. This year because oh. of the offsides on oh uh, oh yeah, I forgot that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then you Mahomes think he'll be scratched again? He threw his bitch fit. 
on the sidelines and then cried about it to Josh Allen. I already hated Mahomes before this season, but I feel like this season he's gotten We're seeing some true colors out of him. I didn't realize that he was this big of a crybaby. I think the general public is like, all right, this guy's a little annoying. Yeah, I think he was kind of golden boy for a bit, and then I think, yeah, he's Honestly, up until this season, I always like disliked him but respected him yes i never really had an issue with them honestly i was like god damn this guy's Dude, when we, good when we went to the afc championship game last year i was literally saying it makes me mad that i don't that right. i like patrick mahomes yeah not anymore no we've seen some true colors out yeah of him i'm this out year. but yeah that's one i like the chiefs getting three a lot and even if they're at two and a half that is a great teaser partner with the san francisco 49ers so if you if you te- you can tease the 49ers down to minus two and a half against the Packers and get the Chiefs up to plus eight and a half on most books um, at minus 120. So you bet 120 there on the Niners to win by three or more and the Chiefs to keep it a one score game. Bet 120 to win 100. Um, I think that's a great angle right there. These those are two two numbers that I think play out very favorably for a teaser type of bet. So. That's one that I will be eyeing for sure. Okay, that's a that's really good insight, actually. So yeah, if you uh, if you're looking for a teaser, follow at Weasel Picks on Twitter for the Weasel teaser, which you usually drop what Friday. Uh, it depends. the The Weasel teaser is normally out by like Thursday, okay, and then rest of my card up Friday, and then I'll mix in some random stuff throughout the weekend. But yeah, we'll see. Um, Do you have any referral codes for any sports books? Not really. I mean, if yeah, if you hit me up, I'll shoot you a code. But they don't really. They don't. The referrals aren't that. Aren't that great? Really? Honestly, with the sports books, yeah, it's not like a credit card. Like you don't get like <laughs> yeah. actually like, sick. It's literally sick bonus. Yeah. The last time we sat here last week, we were just talking about how if you're the asshole who like begs people to use your credit card <laughs> referral code, yeah. fucking kill yourself. Yeah. That's so annoying. I will say like quickly on that topic, like if you're. If you're betting and if you consider yourself to be more than just like very casual, recreational, like I'll place a couple a week and I'll only do it on FanDuel. Like if you're betting more frequently and you are like actually interested in making money, like you need to be on every sports book that is offered in your state. You need to take advantage of all of those sign up. The referral offers aren't good, but the sign up offers are in most cases. It's like free money. You need to be taking advantage of those and it allows you to line shop. So like I just said, I'm looking in real time right now. Every book in Illinois is showing minus two and a half, but ESPN bet also in Illinois, they're the only book in the state that has chiefs plus three right now. Yeah. And if I didn't have an ESPN account, then it's like, well, I'm shit out of luck. You're just missing out. Yeah. On yeah. That. yeah. yeah, You're missing out on value. So it, it saves you a lot in the long term. So like that's word of wisdom. Like if you're actually serious about trying to make a little bit of dough on this and you're betting more than just a couple times a week like you need to be on every sports book in your state it's good advice any other general i mean we'll be doing these probably somewhat frequently i think another i mean we're about a month probably the next time we'll have shooter on is like conference championships maybe Roughly, we could probably do one before then, but yeah, conference championships or March Madness. Yeah, that's crazy. That's That'd be good. Fucking soon, but I've been I've been dialed on college hoops so far. That's good. I've been uh, only betting like a half unit a game on college hoops because I, you know, the vast majority of my attention is still spent on football yeah. every day of the week. Um, so I haven't been able to like dive too deep into it. But the last I checked, just from betting like a half unit a game, 
Um, I was up between like 12 and 15 units so far this year, okay. which is pretty solid. Um, like last year in the, re- I think I was down in the regular season in college hoops, but then I went on an absolute tear and like starting with conference championships and through the end of March, yeah. I think like start a conference championships through the end of the tournament. I was up like nine in the 90 some units, um, just over a little bit over a month. Um, so I think it's a good sign that I'm like, I'm, I'm profitable this early in the season. I would hope that it continues to get better. The more attention I pay to it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I've, I've, uh, I've had fun watching college troops this year. There's a ton of parody. I think like, that's what I've heard. Yeah, I mean, just damn near everybody in the top ten lost this last week. It was crazy. That's yeah. People forget that Xavier's the best five hundred team in yes. in college basketball too. That's People do awesome. forget that. <laughs> I have not watched much college basketball this year at all, but I'm sure I'll get into it in February once the Super Bowl is over. Um, okay. Well, if you like, like I said before, if you guys are interested, follow at Weasel Picks. Um, we'll save the other topic for the next episode. Yep. Um, really quick. What was our last? Oh, our last unanswerable was about how much money would you need to uh, move out of the move out of the U.S. forever. Harry, I just wanted to shout him out because he does a good job of like listening and being like, "You guys are fucking retarded." He was like, <laughs> "I think you guys are wildly underestimating how much money it would take to retire right now at our age," which I do agree with. What My, did we say? Somebody said, "I think you said five million. Uh, yeah, I think I, I said ten million. Yeah, Ian might have said like five. Oh. I thought, well, Ian's, Ian I thought is, Ian said like 10. Ian is yeah. also really fucking smart with his money, so he could... He, he probably, did like an he equation. Could, he could probably take more, or he could probably make more with 5 million than we could with 10. For sure, yeah. I think the biggest thing with that, which I told Harry, was like, it's totally dependent on where you move. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like some and dude if you're I, looking to like have kids and shit, too. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, What does a kid cost you? Is this like, it's like a million dollars from yeah. zero to 21 or something. To 20, oh my God. I think it's 21. Fuck that. It's probably high, way higher now. Because I remember hearing that like when we were in college. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but, okay. So, oh, so what did Harry say? Oh, he, he said, I feel kids. like you guys are wildly <laughs> underestimating the amount of money you need to retire at our age. Okay, well, but did he give an answer? No. Okay, then he's an idiot. <laughs> I mean, I guess, yeah. <laughs> but I do agree with him. I think it's a lot more money than... Than we would think. Uh, oh yeah, but and inflation too. Yeah, that's the biggest there. thing that was going through my mind. Yeah, I feel like ten million could still get you there, right? Maybe depends on your on your life. Right now, people are saying we're going to need probably two to three million to retire, which is what the last. Max, you're going to live a lot longer than me though, too. So <laughs> that, like, <laughs> that's fair. yeah. So ten million should be perfect for you. Ten million would be plenty. That's that what would, I'm saying. Yeah. But we're also I, saying you're saying two million to retire at sixty-five. We're talking about to retire at twenty-six. Yeah, that's but a lot I, of years. But if I had ten million dollars, you could make a lot of money with that ten million. I got that. Time equals money. Yeah, when you have money. But yes, either way, I there's so many dependents and factors that go into this. Maybe somebody will just walk up to you on the street tomorrow. And okay, offer but you $10 million. okay. So would I'm, you quit? Would you stop working forever? Would I no, because I'd get bored. I'd take that ten million. I'd quit my current job, yes, and then and go and do something. Yeah, probably start a business or something. Okay, but I we'll get off this topic in just a second. But do you think you're going to spend ten million dollars from right now at twenty six to say you live till eighty five? Do I think I'd spend ten million dollars? Do you, Do you think you are not? If you had ten million, do you think you are going to spend ten ten million dollars? Yeah, in yeah. your lifetime. Yeah. Definitely. Oh yeah. I'd like to know really? how much I've already spent. Wait, really? Probably. Yeah. 
Dude, you, I've been looking at how much I spent in 2023. Actually, it's outrageous. Know. Dude, come on. You're going to have like two, three houses, each probably. Dude, your but first if, you, one, if you have six hundred, If you have two kids, <laughs> if you have two kids, that's okay, what, three million right there? Yeah. Okay, I keep forgetting about kids. Yeah, that's, yeah. again, the factors are crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we're not redoing this okay, discussion sorry. again. Um, okay, the unanswerable. This is just a, a classic would you rather that... <laughs> I do not know my answer, but would you rather have the hiccups the rest of your life or feel like you need to sneeze and never actually do? Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, this probably is Probably the latter, the latter because it would be less annoying for other people. That's like the you least selfish used, thing I've ever heard you say. You think you'd get used to that feeling or is it probably. just like always a little tickle? <sighs> I think you get used to it, but like... People would never get used to your hiccups. <laughs> okay, but when you have to sneeze, your eyes like water normally. Yeah, I know. Either so your way, eyes are always just constantly kind of watering. I'm just I mean, picturing me like staring at the light, like, <laughs> and then just nothing. <laughs> Don't ever do yeah. that face again. <laughs> I mean, that was so bad. That was like vinegar strokes. I wish we had cameras in the I stew really here. <laughs> I mean, about to sneeze and vinegar strokes are pretty damn just, yeah, We just saw what Ken saw. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Oh. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Ralph and Judy are listening. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know. They're going to laugh at that. I mean, I, I think with either option, the hiccups or the sneezes, like, I'm making it maybe two or three hours before I'm killing myself. So, like, it's, it's probably God a move point. It. Any like, negative <laughs> unanswerables, we can't just kill ourselves, guys. There's not always the out. <laughs> I need to start putting a disclaimer on this before I no, end I, the unanswerable. I think, uh, I think it would have to be the sneeze option. The hiccups would just, like, you'd be impossible to be around. Kind of a yeah. funny funny story. Yeah. Like, I I worked at, this is going to be like a wild place to start the story, but I worked at a State Farm agency part-time in college, and um, I remember I left for the summer, because I, I think I was, I was here in Chicago doing a different internship, and when I got back to campus senior year, I resumed my job at State Farm, and the lady who hired the agent who hired me, she had hired a new sales rep um, who had started like over the summer, and um, I was working at like the front desk or like a different office like close to her, and I just remember my first shift. I'm working with her. I met her and thought she was normal, whatever. And then throughout the day, I kept hearing like little hiccups and like noises, and I just I thought that she had like. Is it like a, a, tick? a really bad case of like the hiccups or it, they were like bizarre noises coming from her office and it was driving me fucking insane all day. <laughs> this is my first day back going. on campus and I'm like, what the fuck? And come to find out she had like a horrible case of Tourette's and oh, she, that's what I was about to say. And she, she would like just be like uh, sitting at her desk, like writing up an insurance quote and she'd be like, ah, ooh, ah, ooh. And oh, like so she'd be it like, wasn't a hiccup. <laughs> yeah, but like from the other office next door, it sounded like hiccup. That was my like only rational explanation was like she's just like hiccuping in there or something. Yeah. But it was like oh. little noises like that, like ah, ooh, ee, ooh, ouch. <laughs> like shit like that. I'm trying and, not to lie. Dude, and I just remember ouch. and dude, it took me till my second day working with her. I was like, she is not hiccuping. She has Tourette's. Did you ask and her then, about it? No, I didn't ask. It was just it became evident because I talked to her for a little okay. bit longer and I saw yeah, yeah. a couple of like the ticks up close and like God love her, but I just remember thinking, I'm like, what was my agent thinking hiring a sales rep to conduct business over the phone who has like verbal Tourette's? Yeah. Like she would be yeah. on the phone, like selling policies to people and 
would just be making these noises. Right. Yeah. yeah. And like she was, I mean, she did the best she could trying to like power through it, but I'm good just for like, her for going maybe to that field. That, but maybe yeah. like a sales gig, like over the phone is not the right career path there. Like, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong too, but a lot of times I think people with Tourette's, like when they're in nervous or like anxiety inducing situations, it like makes their tick like yeah more evident. All yeah. of this was a roundabout way to say obviously she was not hiccuping, but I thought she was for a day and it drove me fucking insane. <laughs> and I was in a different room for like a five hour shift and that was it. Yeah. So I can't imagine like constantly actually having hiccups and having to like be around others. No one will want to be around you. No. Dude, there's a lot of people on like TikTok and Instagram Reels right now who are like faking Tourette's. Oh, that's like trying to get famous off of it. Like the Tourette's guy. <laughs> Wait, what? Do you remember that dude? Do you guys remember? Do you no. remember the Tourette's oh, guy? Oh yeah, he was just yelling, like shit, fuck. Oh like, yeah, dude, yeah. they're hilarious. If you go watch those, they're not funny. Sorry. Is it real they're Tourette's? Really no. This dude is just like this is like OG YouTube, like oh, early two thousand like early prank era. Oh yeah, and they like he put up some fucked up shit. And yeah. like his wife, he would just yell at his wife. Oh, <laughs> it's fuck. hysterical. Okay. If you know what I'm talking about. It was like YouTube you, days from when we were in elementary school. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. If you know, you know. When there was like yeah. six videos that were actually good. Yes, yeah. exactly. It was like shoes. It was Charlie fit my fingers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, I think I do agree with Shooter. I think I would choose the the hiccups. But he just said I just he said, wouldn't. I'm or, choosing sorry, sneeze. I would choose the sneeze. But for like... If I was being selfish, I would probably do the hiccups because just look at a light, though. But I'm saying, like, that's you the point. Sneeze. You can't sneeze. You physically can't. Yeah, but Should looking I... at a light would have to do something. <laughs> like, if you can't sneeze, something's gonna happen. This I don't guy's know, always trying to get out of the <laughs> fucking. Is. Understand the parameters of the hypothetical shooter. <laughs> okay. Maybe you don't sneeze, but maybe it causes some other reaction. It causes your body to take a screenshot or something. If you look at the, if you look at the light, I feel like yeah, something else would probably happen at some point. You gotta sneeze. If you, you physically just, can't sneeze, I mean, yeah, that would you suck. Just come. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Every time you're about to. Every sneeze. time you look at a light, I sneeze a few times yeah. a day. What? You sneeze multiple times a day? Yeah. I, I feel know. like that's. Maybe it's a deviated septum thing. I don't know. Do you? Sneeze multiple times a day? No. I sneeze a few times. I a day sneeze like least. maybe I'll once get a week. I'll just get them in like fits, you know? Like, yeah. how many times Very do you guys sneeze in a row? Like, when uh, you normally no more than like two or three. Three or four. Yeah. I'm two every time. Two. Like, depends. Work. Depends. Are you guys allergic to the sun? Allergic, quote unquote? No. Like, does the sun make you sneeze? Uh, what? Was that you that was saying yeah, that's not a I thing. I swear to God. I not sun sneezes. Allergic to the Ken, sun. No, Ken's was yes, telling me about when, this. Like when you've been inside a lot of the day for some reason, and then you go outside and you're like, eyes are adjusting. I don't know yeah. if it's your eyes or what it is, but it literally makes you sneeze. I'm, I swear to I God. I believe you. I mean, I've definitely, like I've walked outside and I've sneezed before. Yeah, ask Chat GPT. Um, uh, there's also like pollen outside. It definitely has something to do inside. with the fresh air as well. It's probably a lot of factors, but I'm pretty sure. I'm, well, I think people think it's the sun because when you when you need to sneeze, you look up at a light. Yeah, and it, it helps. You sneeze. I don't remember Howie from Benchwarmer sneezing though. <laughs> All right, he was very allergic. Yeah. To Chat GPT says yes. The phenomenon where bright light causes some people to sneeze is known as the photic sneeze reflex. Or <laughs> you're not going to believe this, but I swear this is what it says. Or Achu syndrome. Oh my Achoo Auto, syndrome. Autosomal dominant compelling helio 
Anthemic outburst syndrome. You walked yourself into this one. Yeah, I did. <laughs> it's a genetic condition affecting 18 to 35% of the population. So well, that's a lot. I have at you. Huh. You have at you. Well, I that's f- funny because when you I've sneeze, you it. say at you. I got that. Oh, I yeah. didn't think no, you got, I got that. it. I didn't think you got that. <laughs> You've never seen me sneeze? No, I was thinking like I've never seen you walk outside. Like I've been with you quite a few times when we've both walked outside. I don't know. It's not every time. So are you allergic to the sun or are you not? What's up? Do you have a chew or not? Anyways, I'm gonna I'm gonna choose the sneeze. I think I'm with you guys, but that's, that's a hard one. But it's yeah, there's a right answer. I think we could all agree we're the most selfless podcasters that mm-hmm. exist. Yep, we're thinking about others. Yeah, all the time, all the time. Okay, <laughs> I feel like we didn't go too long on this. How long were we? One eleven. Okay. Well, before we go, really quick, shameless plug. I am running the Chicago Marathon, the 2024 Chicago Marathon. I did not get into the lottery because I am a procrastinator. However, I'm going to plug that I joined. I was able to get into the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation fundraising team. So if you guys all know, I do have Crohn's disease. So I very much appreciate what people that... What? That's got bubble guts. <laughs> I got bubble guts. <laughs> Sorry. You always make fun of me for... Oh, bringing you up having a, fire? a fire? house fire? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me talking Wait, about this is, this is your house fire. This is my house fire. Your it's personal so, house fire. Yeah, I am. Uh, it's it's the house fire in his guts. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Okay. This was a serious moment. I'm no, so it's sorry. not that serious. <laughs> I'm just basically asking people if you would like to fundraise with me for the 2024 Chicago Marathon. I'll post it on my Facebook. I think it's already posted on my Facebook, actually. But I'm donate gonna, to you. Yes, if you would like to donate to me to run the Chicago Marathon, I'm trying to raise two thousand dollars. Honestly, whatever you would like. If it's five bucks, if it's ten bucks, if it's a thousand dollars, I appreciate all of those. Um, but I'm going to link it on the Instagram page, the Bedside Coney's Instagram page, and, and the then, show notes, the description of this podcast. Yes, we will. it will be in the show notes also. Um, but the other thing I was going to point out too, I don't know if I've ever done this on this podcast but i talk a lot of shit about nonprofits in my life because i think a lot of them are pretty shitty like if you mm-hmm. can actually google how much of the donations go towards the actual research or whatever they're for is that public for all of them it's yeah. public knowledge yeah. if you want to look it up charity navigator is the uh pretty typical one that you can like search how much but i will say the crohn's and colitis foundation has a very very high rating so just for your guys' knowledge money is going to a good place and if you want to donate one thing since i did this a couple years ago check with your company that you work for to see if they will double whatever you donate because a lot of companies that people work for if you donate 20 bucks your company will also donate 20 bucks so match ralph can ralph can get even more if you do yes so anytime between now and october 1st and like i said any donation big or small i appreciate it um and i put in here too the next time you have bubble guts or a stomach ache think of me you want people? Yes, I want you to think of, you of me when they're shitting. No, just when your stomach hurts. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Just when you're about to go shit. Yeah. <laughs> Not when you're actually on the can. Just when you're <laughs> okay. Walking when you're duck to the walking to the to the John. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I kind of saw this going this way, but I appreciate <laughs> <Sorry>. it. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Anything else? No. Go donate. 
Yeah, I don't think so. Stay away from the salads at Timothy O'Toole's if you don't want to get Crohn's oh disease. God. Go follow that's Weasel a, Picks. That's a story. <laughs> Fucking gamble, asshole. gamble a lot of money, make some money, donate some of that to Ralph. Gamble responsibly. Good, good plug, Max. Yeah, yeah. donate some winnings to Crohn's yeah. research. Yeah, everybody will win. Yeah, look at that. If the Weasel teaser hits this week, I pledge money to Crohn's. Wow. <laughs> You just Crohn's any, research, any type of Crohn's money. research, any type of money. He's just like I, pl- I pledge money. I will pledge dollar some financial contribution to <laughs> one unit, one unit. I'll, I'll throw a unit into Crohn's. Okay. Cool. As always, thank you guys for listening. Keep spreading the good Coney word. Look out for the merch drop too. Peace, peace. You fucked that one up.